Alright, we're back. Game Changers, you get networked with the Village Podcast. Uh, Dr. Keena Johnson, Sweetwater. Kenya, I'm going to get you. Kenya. Why do I keep calling call her Kenya? It's oh. just a, like the country. Yeah, yeah, Kenya. I think that's what it is. It's a country, you hear me? Yeah, and then there's somebody else I know named Keena. Key. <laughs> but y'all spell it the same way. So I think that's what it is. That's what it is. Mental health. And you're probably going to have to say Kenya Johnson Lewis. My husband's probably going to be mad. Kenya Johnson Lewis. Yep. All right, Mr. Lewis, trust me, we got you here. I am sorry. Dr. Kenya Johnson, Dr. Kenya J. Lewis, Sweetwater Psychological Associates, yes. business owner, covering mental health here in the metro Atlanta area, also serving virtually, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell us about, tell, tell us about. Mental health, as we know, is an issue. And you stated something that stood out to me before we went to take, and you said with adults, unresolved trauma. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about unresolved trauma. So um, it's often that adults carry a lot of trauma mm-hmm. uh, from what happened in childhood. And sometimes these are big, significant traumas um, that include abuse or neglect. Um, and individuals have learned how to function in spite of the trauma. But as we get older, if we don't deal with it, it sort of, it impacts a lot of different areas of our lives and our relationships with other people. I also, when I'm talking about trauma, I mean the um, accumulation of smaller traumas, right? So it doesn't have to be, trauma doesn't always have to be one big significant event. It can be actually multiple smaller type of traumas that when added together um, affect us in big ways okay so oftentimes i'll see adults that have not really um, resolved issues with parents or loved ones um, people that have hurt them wronged them and it really impacts how they interact with other people and also how they see themselves so we get a lot of issues with self-esteem and self-image but also learning how to trust yourself. So when you experience a trauma when you're really young, um, you're violated in a lot of ways and it's hard to trust yourself and others and how do you make decisions. And so as you get older, you start to do these patterns and relive these types of patterns. Um, And then at some point, you start to question, okay, can things be better? And usually that's what I see coming in and how can things be better? That's an interesting point. but the funny thing is, I, I, I've witnessed that a lot in working with different people. Um, I've worked with a host from men to women, mm-hmm. um, different nationalities. But what I'm seeing culturally now is it's almost like an oxymoron because we say we're healed in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But then I'm hearing a culture of people saying they're searching for their healing. Mm-hmm. Does that does that make sense to you? Help us unpack that because help us unpack that because in one phase, okay, we have a you know in our community we have okay. a culture that says, "Hey man, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. So I'm, I'm healed." Okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yes. And okay, they you know they, okay. they, they, they like bam because we're all we're most of us are religious gotcha. based we're mm-hmm. religious based culture, but then it's kind of like when we. Sunday morning, we're healing in the name of Jesus, but mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday, 
It's like gotcha. in my healing process, I'm healing from this. And it seems to be an ongoing thing mm-hmm. that never ends. Well, I guess my take on that is, I think you're right in the black community, m- most um, African-Americans have a very strong, uh, they're strongly rooted in their faith and spirituality. Right. And, but that is also a, um, that's a good resource to have something that you can connect to. Right. And so using religion and spirituality um, and Christianity to find that source of um, whether it's motivation or healing or support, those are all good things. I think what happens is it's hard to figure out the right way to apply it, to apply those teachings. And when you add in the different aspects of the world that we can't control, so people, work, those things, it makes it that much more complex to apply the things that we know. So take something from the Bible, right? The Bible teaches us about forgiveness, right? Um, And prosperity. Well, I, I understand that message. I got it. I'm going to forgive those that, you know, transgress against me. Right. However, when I'm out on Monday, and I meet a lot of transgressions, it is harder to, to implement that, right? <laughs> correct, I'm human, correct, correct, I, correct. I feel, you know, I, I get annoyed, frustrated, disappointed, all those things. Correct. Um, and so it's just harder to implement that. So the way I see it is that it is a process and okay. it should be. What we're all really striving to do is be better today than we were yesterday. That's really what it's coming down to. Um, and trying to do that in spite of our past. That's what we're trying to get get at. So I don't see it necessarily as a, um, I guess, an oxymoron or, you know, people aren't really applying it well. I think it's all a process. And that's really, I mean, when people say life is a journey, that's part of it. It is a journey. It doesn't end. You don't stop growing. You don't stop trying to get better. Wow. That, that's a great, that's an amazing take on it. And when, when you come from that, now, now most of the time, it's like when the healing is, when the healing and the, that trauma from your childhood comes in, the people who suffer are the people who are closer to you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the people that you mm-hmm. actually live in the house with, the people yes. that you spend the most time with, they seem to become the, the punching bag of your trauma. Mm-hmm. How, how do, how, how do we, how do we practice better habits? from, you know, packaging that trauma and not Mm. it being such an aggression towards Mm. the person that you're with or your children or... Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, that is, um, that is a very interesting, this interesting question and the answer is complicated because the reason why the things that are unresolved with us tend to impact the ones we're closer to is because we are at our most vulnerable with the people who are safe for us to do that. So you have to think in some ways, and I'm speaking generally about trauma, but when there is a trauma, typically I don't have control of what happened to me. And I didn't have control of the aftermath of that. But I have somehow gussied it up to build this other life, hopefully. And I'm now with people that I trust and feel safe. And I don't have to have a whole lot of control of things. But I'm trying to kind of manage my feelings and emotions. 
and it spills out into these relationships, it's kind of safe to do so because these people are yes. going to be here and they're not going to hurt me in a way. So, I mean, that's, you know, just the surface of it, but that's why it gets complicated and that's why it sort of spills out into these other relationships. And to be honest, those are the reasons why people might seek um, like mental health support because they see that that toxicity is impacting the people that they love the most and actually want to protect. At Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology, our business is your health. Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff are dedicated to the pillars of quality health, such as equity, effectiveness, efficiency, integration, safety, timeliness, and people-centeredness. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology specializes in the evaluation and treatment of diabetes and endocrine disorders thyroid, neck and parathyroid gland ultrasound examinations, and vascular examination for peripheral artery disease are just some of the services that Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff provide. Looking for treatment? We are currently accepting new patients. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology accepts all major insurance. Give us a call at 770-389-9494 or visit us at 550 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 110, Stockbridge, Georgia. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology. Our business is your health. Visit us at eldiabetes.org. Welcome to the all-new Kim Mays State Farm Agency, located at 102 Vincent Avenue in Stockbridge, Georgia, next to the Kroger Plaza on Flippin' Road and Hudson Bridge. Recognized by the city of Stockbridge for her community service, Kim specializes in auto, home, and life insurance. We also offer investment and financial planning services, as well as mortgages and refinancing. As an award-winning State Farm agent, Kim's strive is to be one of South Metro Atlanta's leaders in business with a team of qualified professionals in customer service, sales, and compliance. Covered by Kim continues to lead the way in giving clients quality service to meet their needs. Call us today at 770-282-6622 for your free home, auto, life, or small business insurance quotes. Follow us online at all social media platforms at Covered by Kim. Or for more information, visit our website at CoveredByKim.com. Are you Covered by Kim? Because it's almost like it's masked in the world, but then behind closed doors, it's kind of like a whole nother person, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I can remember um, dealing with trauma myself, you know, um, just the, it, it, and other family members dealing with trauma. And, and, and in dealing with that trauma, Dr. Uh, Dr. Lewis, let, let me ask you this. How, how what, what, are, what are some steps people can take so that they're not, you know, being you know, unleashing that animal mm -hmm. onto their loved ones. And, and children get affected, too, indirectly. Yes. And um, we're going to get into children as well. So some, I will say, part of the steps, because it's hard to figure out what's the first step to do, right? Okay. Um, but if you can understand that there was a trauma that occurred, I think that is important and that the trauma was not your fault, right? So not doing the self-blaming and victim okay. blaming, blaming, but understanding that it was a trauma and a violation, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, sometimes people that have experienced trauma try to explain the trauma in a way that um, normalizes it and lets the perpetrator off the hook, right? Um, it's an interesting kind of phenomenon that that happens. 
but you're trying to, but the reason, part of the reason is because you're trying to make it make sense. How could someone violate another person, right? That's just inhumane. How could you do that? So you try to make it make sense by basically explaining the behavior of someone, someone else. And that's tough to do. So part of it is understanding that the trauma occurred and it had nothing to do with you as, as the victim and survivor of trauma. Um, and then the other thing is um, trying to understand your triggers and limits in a way so that you can start to intervene. So again, take it, going away from speaking of traumas uh, for right now, but let's say um, I struggle with anxiety. Anxiety might be something that I struggle with. Um, but I know if I have enough sleep, um, if I minimize my stress levels, then my anxiety levels might go down too, right? I can kind of manage it a little bit better. So that's the same thing with trauma, trying to understand sort of what my triggers are along the way. And then that way I can maybe not um, treat my family or speak to my family in an unkind way because I've I recognize like, oh, I'm kind of getting to this level. I'm getting kind of triggered here. Maybe right. I need to step away or take a break from something. Um, but there are lots of steps, but that might be some of the early ones. Now, when, when, when it comes to dealing with the trauma, um, and a lot of times the trauma that happens in the home that's passed to other family members comes from family members that we were raised by, mm -hmm. okay? I've definitely seen a big difference in uh, parents who parents who raise their children and all right so in some households you have where parents they sit down they talk to their kids and it's like they build conflict resolution skills mm -hmm. okay in other homes it's just a yelling match go wash the dishes go make up your bed go clean up your room it's 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 more if i say it aggressively to you then i'm expecting it to get done how does the way you communicate affect you result or bounce from that Trump traumatic experience like does that have a a part to play in the way that you res, you know you're responding to everyday you know oh yes absolutely so you know, your childhood influences a, a lot okay um, and communication is is one but communicating how you interact with people how you perceive the actions of others like all of that is influenced by our upbringing okay. um, and not just our upbringing certainly in our homes, but your experiences throughout the world, right? Until you become an adult, right. like those things have great influences. Um, but also on both ends of that, right? So you can come from a home where there was a lot of yelling and, and conflict and go, I don't want my household to be like that. Right. So I'm gonna do the opposite. But also you can come from that very same household and you mimic those types of wow. behaviors. So it can work either way as far as being, you know, the influences, but they're, it's very influential at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and the way that we communicate with others. And the way that we communicate with others, okay. the way that we interact with others, how we perceive things from others, um, their actions and behaviors, all, yeah, a lot wow. of that's influenced by our early experiences in life. Gotcha. Now, tell us, Doc, you run a um, mental health practice. Mm -hmm in North Metro Atlanta. Tell us about some of It is, um, we're actually west of Atlanta. So okay, we're in, west Atlanta, mm -hmm, okay, northwest mm -hmm. Atlanta. Yeah, okay. we're in um, Lithia Springs um, in Douglasville, so we're west. 
Okay, okay, good, good. So you guys are moving on up because I remember you were like in Austell mm-hmm. Road. You got, y'all out in uh, what we call the Black Beverly Hills. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, we're we're Douglas Village is one of those progressive communities mm-hmm. where where it's growing. Yeah, so, and we're still based um, in Lithia Springs, and I will say with, you know, with with COVID, unfortunately, but um, being that we were able to to move toward a more virtual type of approach okay. or add that, so now we can see patients in in person but also virtually we just have a wider reach now so we're still based in lithium springs but we have a wider a wider uh, reach what are some of the things that your service offers and what are some of the things that you guys target at sweetwater so um at sweetwater psychological associates we are a outpatient mental health clinic and we offer individual counseling and psychological testing um we typically see um clients that may have issues related to depression, anxiety, um, marital issues. Um, For kids, it may be behavioral concerns or ADHD might be a concern, even some learning issues. Um, We also might see people that are dealing with, you know, adjustment issues to life, Um, Mm -hmm. finding balance and reducing stress, um, trying to manage anger. and really, it's everybody's trying to figure out, okay, what's going on and how do I make improvements in my life so that I can be better today than I was yesterday and hopefully keep that going, right? Because that's ultimately what people want. We want to have lead good, productive lives um, and feel good about ourselves when we do it. At Star Credit Union, you inspire us to deliver on our promise to do good for our members and our communities. That's why we offer more banking options, like better rates and no hidden fees. We also give back, donating several million dollars to hundreds of nonprofits each year. Better financial lives, stronger communities. That's our focus. Star Credit Union, do good, bank better. Big Chick King Stockbridge is now open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Start your morning off with a selection of biscuits and gravy, grits and eggs, to mouth-watering pancakes with bacon or sausage. It's your choice. Come dine in with us, take it to go carry out, or order online. Big Chick King is dedicated to serving our neighbors, family, and friends with our all-new Southern-style menu and the best fried chicken in South Atlanta Metro. Enjoy that good chicken with home-style cooked macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes and corn, vegetables and green beans. Located at 1334 Highway 138 East in Stockbridge, Georgia, next to the Shell Plaza. We're open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday through Saturday. For more information, visit BigChickKing.com, the best fried chicken hot and fresh out of the kitchen. That's what we do. Joyce, Pastor Joyce Myers, Mm Minister Joyce Myers, has a book called Battlefield of the Mind. Okay. And in that book, um, when it comes to like mental health, she has a, she she has that book Battlefield of the Mind, and that book was wrote a while back, but it's still very relevant today. <laughs> and after that book was wrote, we saw where the trend of mental health awareness was just such a big thing. It was splashed across mm-hmm. the media. It was splashed across. All forms of outlets and saying, hey, we have a mental health crisis right here in America. What do you do you think that we ignored it 
first or do you think that we ignore the warning signs that hey man is something going on psychologically with our people and the way they're dealing in, in the way this culture mm-hmm. is being breeded like do you do you think that do you think that we how can I put this do you think that we kind of stay you know kind of pushed it to the side until it just got to the point where people were going into churches with mm-hmm. rifles and guns mass shooters at schools mm-hmm. I mean we're in a we're in a time where we're looking at people going from zero to a hundred how did that kind of affect, like, you know, battlefield of the mind, you know, because we all know, hey, our thoughts can mislead us, our heart can deceive us, mm-hmm. and dealing with that and, and mm-hmm. just kind of like, how did we go from zero to 100? Did we ignore it or what, what did we do? Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't think that we ignored it. Okay. Um, I think that. Honestly, I think because there are so many different modes of getting information out now, um, that that has shown a spotlight on a lot of um, a lot of things in mental health. So, meaning, when there's violence, you can turn on any channel, and they're going to be talking about it, and it's going to be on the radio, um, and it's going to be on social media, and so there's an oversaturation of that type of information, right? right, Um, And there are, there is an increase of school shootings. So I don't mean to negate that there is, but we also have more access to that information. Okay. So those things, it's those things happening sort of in tandem, right? Right. And so with all, with that, we are trying to find reasons why might, why do these things occur? Um, And then we start talking about mental health in a way but we see it more and we hear it more instantly instantly yeah, yeah. so um but i don't think that we've been asleep okay right? and i don't think that we have ignored that there are um mental health issues going on um or that we've ignored that there are dangerous people in the world um or that violence exists i don't think we've ignored that but i do think for various reasons we seem to hear about it a lot more than we did that being the case, what has continued to be an issue is that um, everyone does not have adequate access to mental health services. Um, and so we're talking about it more, which is great, but everybody still doesn't have equal access to mental health services, um, particularly those that live in like rural areas. Um, but that's just that's not just with mental health. That's also with like medical health too. But we people don't have access still. Wow. Now mental health. We we, we when we started we said mental health has no barriers, no cultural barriers, no anything. So some of some of your patients can be doctors, lawyers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not just people who are strung out of the face of yes. mental health. Tell us about the misconception of the face of mental health. So I think that, um, and this is just my opinion, but maybe historically people thought that either someone, uh, I'm thinking of, what's the movie with Jack Nicholson? (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. But I think people, that was the face, right? Where you had, the person had a look about them um, and was deranged and um, all the things, psychotic. 
Kathy Bates was in a movie that makes me think of something. But um, but it's those images, right, uh, that I think people tend to think about when they think about mental illness, right? The crazed look of a person. But it's not really that way. And it doesn't mean that that doesn't happen. It does. Right. Okay. But that is on the extreme and more severe um, end of mental illness. For the most part, people who are impacted by mental illness look like everyday people. Wow. Right. Um, and it doesn't mental health and mental illness has no boundaries and it doesn't discriminate and um, it has no age limit wow. either. Um, but I think some people do have that misconception right. that, that you people look crazed, deranged, or just this idea of being, you know, quote unquote, crazy or acting crazy. Um, and there are a lot of folks that struggle but are functioning. That wake up every morning, right. get to work, take care of their families, but on the inside, um, they are struggling with negative thoughts, um, a lot of sadness, or are struggling with a lot of anxiety that's hidden, um, but they are functioning and getting things done. So I think that that is important that you mention that, like there, there, there is a misconception and there is a stigma too, still. I think we've, we are doing a good job at demystifying um, mental health and psychology, um, but there's still a stigma about what it means to seek help and support. I think some people are afraid that maybe they'll be seen as being weak by others, um, or that someone might actually say or think that they're crazy for, for getting some support and help. But it's actually a sign of strength when you're able to recognize that I'm not living my best self and that the things that I keep doing is not working. It's not getting me to where I want to be. And there are professionals out here that can help, help, help you make the steps um, so that you can achieve your goals and, and, and make some improvements and feel better. Dr. King, Dr. Keena, Dr. Keena J. Lewis, Voices of the Village, Game Changers Media Network, Part 1. We're going to go to a commercial break. Mental health today. Okay. Mental health today. Today. Okay. Today. Okay. today. <laughs> All right. Part okay. 2, we're going to stop this. And we're going okay. to... Yeah, you guys stay tuned. We can, because this is good. Justice and peace. And equality. Equality. Now the world they will see. That's why. That's why.